0: The Son of God goes forth to war, a kingly crown to gain. His blood-red banner streams afar, who follows in his train, who best can drink his cup of
1: woe. So this is Death and Glory, episode zero, take one on November 11th, or November 5th. 2022 take it away jordan well hello everybody
2: wherever you are whenever you are listening my name is jordan parks and i am joined by my illustrious co-host peter rasmussen say hello peter hello peter i've trained him very well as you can tell yes sir um welcome to death and glory podcast this is the pilot episode we are going to be giving you guys kind of a 10,000 foot view of where we're wanting to take this thing, kind of show you, give you a roadmap of where we're going, what we want to do, and then also we're going to tell you guys just a little bit about ourselves. So Peter, why don't you tell the audience kind of who you are and where you're from?
1: Well, my name is Peter Rasmussen, as you have already said. Uh, I'm married, got three kids, another on the way. Um, I attend Faith Community Church. Uh, you know, I'd like to pretend that I'm, you know, one of those polymath guys who, you know, does a little bit of everything, but I, I don't know if I can actually claim that yet, but I do like to dabble in a little agriculture. I, um, you know, I'm an aspiring homesteader type deal. And you're one of those trad guys. Yeah. Is one of those, those trad LARP. Them now? Yeah. Trad LARPer, okay. I think is the correct term right now. And he, you even have a beard, so yeah. you're qualified for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and my main job is I work in IT. So Excellent. Yeah.
2: Very good. Where where uh where do you live currently?
1: Um I live in the Kansas City area. Won't dox myself yet until you've listened to more podcasts. But uh live in the Kansas City area and I don't. Did I mention I attend Faith Community Church? You did, yes. Okay, I did. Well, that's very important, right? Which is also in Kansas City, Missouri. It is in Kansas City, Missouri, and if you're in Kansas City, Missouri, and you're looking for a solid church, come on by.
2: Shameless plug. Well, my name is Jordan Parks. I am for. I grew up in the Kansas City area as well. I do live in Kansas City proper uh, with my with my wife. Uh, I have seven children, two of whom two of whom are with the Lord five who are at home with, with us. Hmm. Um, I I also dabble in a little bit of everything. Um, I would also like to call myself a jack of all trades, but that's a pretty generous uh, title for me. Um, not really allowed to homestead in the city. We do have chickens, so you can throw me into You're that You Probably do want to mention that on the podcast. Probably not. You probably even. reported. <laughs> sheriff's going to drive by and be like, all right. Got to get rid of them. No, we're legal people. We're legal. Um, I work for a steel manufacturer here in town. And uh, I enjoy being outside, hunting, fishing, playing with my kids. I spend a copious amount of time with my church people. Mm. And I also attend Faith Community Church. So that's, uh, that's who we are. Jordan and Peter. So... Peter, why don't you tell us why why start a podcast? There's millions of them out there, lots of lots of Christian ones, and I would say there's even a decent amount of good Christian podcasts. So why are we doing this? Why is this different or better?
1: Well, we're starting a podcast because talking is easier than writing. It is. Yeah, uh, that's the main reason. No. Uh, it's cheaper, too. Yeah, it's cheaper. Is it?
2: Than to publish a book, Oh, publish a book.
1: Oh, I was thinking of like a newsletter or something like mm. that, an email service type, sub-stack type of thing. We could do that. But I feel like uh, to get started it's a good way to get our feet in the water, um, to get our ideas out there. It's challenging. It causes us to think through what we are trying, to, the message we're trying to convey mm. to the audience. And, um, yes, there are lots of good podcasts out there, and I am an avid consumer of those. Uh, But our goal is not to just be consumers, right? Right. We need to be producers. Yeah. And uh, part of what we're trying to do is encourage and edify those in our local community. And if it reaches past that, then that's great. But we've uh, both, you know, we've talked about the county before country kind of idea of trying to work where you are. And I, as far as I know, there's no other Christian podcasts in the Northland, right?
2: Not that I know of. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, probably not talking about a theology of Christian death and the resurrection. Exactly. So, so niche market here. Yeah,
1: niche market. <laughs> and as we're recording this, you can actually see a cemetery, right? You can. Yeah. You can. Uh, I think that's a, a helpful
2: reminder of uh, of what we want to do. We don't want to be... No pun intended. Deadly serious at all times, but what we are trying to go for um, in talking about death, it is a it is a very serious topic, and it's something that I don't think that particularly the world thinks about very often, at least in a in a correct way. But I don't think it's something that Christians think think a lot about either. I mean, I, I think part of that is we are so far removed in general just from death as a whole. I mean, I'm sure most of us could count on one hand or probably even less on a few fingers the times we've seen a dead body. Now you take that and take that even outside of a funeral. We're just not around death like people used to be in the
1: past. Yeah, we... um we've done a pretty good job of exporting death. Mm. So wars pretty much are overseas. Um, Where dying used to take place in the home, you might have the funeral or a wake or something like that in the home. That's all been exported out somewhere else. Uh, Old folks, well you kick them out of their house, go give all your money to the uh, retirement home community. They go die there in hospice. Mm -hmm. So you don't ever actually have to be around that. Um, We're you know, uh, in general, a lot of things are just kind of insulated. Yeah, we, sanitized. We, yeah, sanitized. Um, which actually kind of leads into something that happened this week. If let's you, you want to go there, let's hear about it. Well, speaking of sanitized, you know, there's been this um, since the 70s when Roe Wade first came out Okay. Uh, the murder of unborn children. Mm has been kind of sanitized, right? It's like, oh, well, it's you know, it's just safe and rare. Uh, you know, we'll we'll use all these euphemisms for it. It's healthcare. It's a decision between Women's a woman rights, and her doctor. reproductive rights, you know, all these different things like that, right? Well, this week NPR decided to I guess play a audio recording of an abortion taking place. To all of the I don't know, like 12 people that listen to NPR. Sure. Actually, I think it is pretty popular. But um,
2: Unfortunately.
1: But that's actually kind of one of these realities where reality is coming through, and it kind of broke through the sanitized uh, veneer that we have in America, where we try to keep death at an arm's length, where we don't really have to see it, or uh, hear it, or face the reality of what it actually is. Sure. So... Why do you think that they would have played something like that?
2: I mean, probably for several reasons. I mean, we live in a clickbait culture where anything that's uh, scandalous or seemingly controversial, you know, people are interested in. Um, So I'm sure it was from that regard. But I also think that NPR would put out something like that is because they are just a part of a of a broader culture that loves death. They love things that are ugly. They they don't look at things from a Christian perspective. And so what they see as good, tr- true, and beautiful is exactly the opposite of something that is good, true, and beautiful.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that they're trying to directly undermine reality, truth, what is good, true, and beautiful. Right. Um. I'll uh I'll steal some ideas from a uh, mutual. We'll call him. Uh, they're Friend. perverse. They're wicked people with no fear of Yahweh. Uh, it's purposeful def- defiling of their listeners, and it has its propaganda. So it's like a tactical idea. Of making you de- desensitized to stuff.
2: Well, speaking of propaganda, what's coming up next Tuesday?
1: Uh, I think that's an election. I think it would be a midterm yeah. election. Yeah.
2: So I, I think the timing was probably mm. uh, not coincidental. Interesting. On their part. So, kind of going back to the reasons why, one of the things that we want to get into on the podcast is this idea um, called Deathworks, and If you have, if you're kind of in the, I don't know, theology nerd or seminary culture, um, or even if you're just a a bright believer who just likes being informed on things, uh, Carl Truman put out a book, oh, what was it, a year or two ago? I'm not sure at this point. I think it came out in 2021. Okay, 21. So called The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. Um, Now, one of the guys that he explores... Uh, quite a bit is a guy named uh Philip Reef and he was an american sociologist back in the i think he took, did most of his work in what the starting in the 60s and beyond i'm pretty sure and he has a book reef has a book called do you remember what it was uh my life among the death works my life among the death works so peter what would when we say death works what what are we talking about?
1: Well, what he's describing, he has kind of a, um, you know, he comes from a, a, secular background, so he has a little bit different take on things than we sure. do. Um, but he kind of says we've gone through three different cultures, hmm. and we're in the, we're in the third right now. But there's like a pagan culture, a sacred culture, which is um, would be like Christianity, Judaism. Islam. Your monotheistic, mono-theistic faith, religions. And that now we're in a culture of death works okay. where the whole purpose is to undermine the sacred. And I think that framework of thinking of uh, the broader culture as a culture of death works and all of these things that tie into that makes a lot of sense as a way to think about what's going on. It's kind of a framework of uh, to understand when you hear that uh, the public radio in your country is broadcasting the sounds from abortion, to think of that as undermining the sacred, as that is a part of death works. To think of the kind of broader uh, pornification of death. Mm -hmm. You could say, I don't think I can take credit for that term, but I know, um, I think it makes a lot of sense. Sure. Where the goal is to uh, Desensitize the listener or the viewer to what is reality, what's real about death, the weightiness of it. Right. Um, and there's a lot of different things that go into that. Um, you know, undermining beauty, you know, clearly these days art is its whole, you know, its own thing that's like, doesn't even make sense to most of yeah, us.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and not even the obscure things either, I don't think. I mean, I. Not a lot of people are artistes in the sense that they're going to go spend all their time at downtown Nelson, yeah, but our our movies, our yeah. TV shows, songs, our songs, yeah, our music as well. Yeah. I mean do we have
1: do we have American poets anymore who can actually write like lasting uh, verses? typically no, it, no. It, it, it goes back to what I said before about
2: it's clickbait it's what what, what can I, what can I grab people's attention with? For the next couple weeks, and then it just kind of fades mm. out of the news cycle, you know. So this this culture of death works. This 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 deconstruction, which is a big word, kind of going around <clears throat> evangelicalism right now. It, it is it is an idea that um, the West, which was founded on Protestant, yeah. and I will Amen. I will stand very firmly on that term a Protestant worth ethic, a Protestant worldview, and, tip, and for the most part, a Calvinistic worldview. This culture of death works. It is trying to undermine all of that. It undermines it in, uh, well, like we talked about, art. Uh, you can even think uh, beauty more, more in a sense of how people dress. Nowadays, Mm. Um, why do you see women with half of their head shaved and dyed like a snow cone? Oh yeah, you know. Good point. It's some they're they're taking something beautiful away from women.
1: Yeah, and it's no longer well. I want to be countercultural, and I just want to go do my own thing. It's if you don't call this ugly thing beautiful,
2: then you're wrong. Then you're wrong. You're you're a hater. You're a bigot. All of those things. So it's a it's a
1: major twisting. Yes, of what is actually true. Good, it,
2: it's what the scriptures talk about when it says, "Woe to those who call good evil and evil good." So another, so a f- a f- just a few other things that the the death works culture that we're seeing that we're living in is trying to twist is um, is truth. Uh, you have all heard, you do you, mm. you be you. Live your own truth. Yeah, best life now. Your best life now, all those things. I'm just going to make it up as I go. And as long as it doesn't harm anyone else, then it's fair game. Yeah, live, laugh, love, man. Yeah, exactly. Which, which when you think about it, when you think about something that's sacred in a, in a culture that used to hold things up as sacred, that is just putting everything on the table to say, okay, everything is fair game and we can treat it as well or as wickedly mm. as we want. Um, reality, another thing that the culture of death works, distorts. Why, when I went and did my physical therapy yesterday on my knee, why did my paperwork ask me when it said, am I a male or female? Why did it give me an other option? That's preposterous, isn't it? That is preposterous. It's, it is so silly and ridiculous. There is no other possibility. And if you would, if you would have taken that piece of paper and given it to, let's say, my grandfather, thirty, forty years ago, he would have thought that it was a typo. Oh, someone made a mistake here and put the word "other" next to "male" and "female." Um, and then just, just as a as a whole, um, what DeathWorks is trying to destroy is just is just our culture in, in general, tearing down institutions of anything that is sacred. So. When we're talking about death works, that's what we're going for.
1: Yep. And I, and I think um, what then happens as Christians is we have this response uh, oftentimes that leads into fear. And then you have others who lead you into folly. Wh- okay. Wh- what we're calling folly. Um, Let's we'll start with fear. Okay. Let's we'll start with fear. What,
2: that, re- that response that... Um, and we're not just saying this is a response of the world. Yeah. We're saying that yeah. Christians, Christians uh, as a whole, this. ourselves included, yep. you know, we, we are tempted to do these things. So let's start with fear.
1: So fear, I mean, let's just take COVID, for example, okay? Something that, yeah, at first, we don't really know what it is. Obviously, there's a lot of room there for, okay, we want to, you know, we want to be careful. We want to, you know, the, the leaders and churches want to make sure they're protecting their people and you know if this is really a serious thing, then we don't want to cause them to be sick. But you can see how solid churches responded well to that. They may have shut down for a few weeks. They may have said, "Hey, we want to you know we want to give you the option to do online stuff." We don't know stuff. what this thing is. We don't right? know what it is. But pretty quickly, they were able to see that this this probably isn't quite as bad as we've been told. And so let's go ahead, let's get back together. Let's meet as a body of believers to worship God, to glorify him. That's what we're here for, right? I think that's what we're here for, right? So, but a lot of churches didn't do that. It was just only online. It was kind of the uh, Gnostic Spiritual Association, you know, here in spirit, not here in body. It doesn't really matter. You know, we see all sorts of just crazy stuff like... uh you know okay well why don't you just take communion there in your living room um to squirt gun, squirt gun baptisms uh you know that would at least they were in person right i i suppose um, even if
2: it was from long but, range <laughs>
1: um so just you know churches have been shut down i mean there's still churches that aren't aren't meeting yeah as you just mentioned there uh, off the air yeah and even a lot of churches that did come back to meet, it was, well, you have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So, literally, what is supposed to be reflecting the glory of God, our your face, face, is being covered up while you're there at church, in theory, to glorify God. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and you saw that
2: firsthand, right?
1: I saw that That's firsthand. That's part of your story. Yeah, part of my story... Um, I would say that that was part of it. probably what got me more was the the woke nonsense. okay, yeah, uh, which kind of plays into that. you know we sure. see uh, speaking of death, a you know a man dying at the hands of the police, mm-hmm. and there being a lot of factors involved in that, but we are told that it the only acceptable. Uh, viewpoint of that is police brutality and that this is a white man murdering a black man. And that's the only acceptable view of this. And if you have any other possibilities, you can't look at the fact that there was fentanyl in the system or anything else, that if you view that any other way, then you are a racist. And when a pastor at your church tells you you need to take a few moments to think about your whiteness and to repent from that, you know that that kind of makes you go I, I don't know that I need to be a part of that church.
2: That sounds to me like it's instilling fear. Yeah. As well. Yeah. In somebody. Yeah, who I think is... we just
1: got off on a little bit of a rabbit trail. There. No, that's fine. That's good. Uh as you'll find out I'm kind of the rabbit trail king. So,
2: we're going to go ahead and name him Peter Rabbit Trail. Peter Rabbit. Trail. Um as we as we move yeah. forward.
1: So, okay. um so back to fear. Sorry. Yeah. Well anyways, so a response to death works. Response to death works. Uh you know, we see the uh see the churches, you know, saying things like, Okay, well you have to mask, and then it's we hear all sorts of I mean, um oh golly, I can't remember the guy's name. Works for the government. Uh that doesn't know it down for know, me, so brother. <laughs> he's supposed to be an evangelical. I mean, well, so Russell Moore. Okay. And him do all these podcasts. I can't remember. I can picture his face, white hair. He works for the National Institute of Health, or he was somewhere like that. Anyways, but he was pushing the vaccine stuff. We gotta go back and find that. How can I not remember his name?
2: That will be in a later episode. Probably of have should
1: glory. have probably should have actually prepped for that part. <laughs> uh, that idea. Um, anyways, so you know all this stuff about how it's good for Christians to take the vax, mm-hmm. and you know, oh well, don't worry about you know maybe where the the uh original like development process came from, and maybe it you know did that come from a- you know uh stem cells or whatever from aborted babies you you know don't need to worry about all this this is good for you long term effects don't worry about long term effects the or fact anything that like that you're not
2: allowed to sue Pfizer or moderna, yeah, I mean we fact. can go
1: all yeah all sorts of stuff with that right um so all this stuff was you know it was all this fear mongering from the kind of the elites among uh, evangelicalism of how bad this was, how you need to have churches closed down, how you need to vote by mail, how you need to wear masks, and that's loving to your neighbor, um, how you uh, need to take the vaccine because that's loving to your neighbor because if you take the vax, then you won't spread it, which we now find out isn't true. But uh, that's besides the point. put the warning on Spotify for that one. And uh
2: canceled on episode one. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. Episode zero. <laughs> you don't even make it to episode one. So uh but you know, all these things, and that your response is not uh Christians of old who living through, you know, real plagues, are saying, Well, you know what? I know that my reward is not just here on earth, and so I'm going to go serve those who are dying right now at the risk of myself dying, of catching the plague and dying, which I mean, that's the historical Christian story is that we're willing to sacrifice despite the fear of death. Right. Well, now get to America in 2020, 2021. It's, well, you need to stay home, wear a mask in your living room, you know, slip it down real quick while you take a piece of bread slip it down put it back up while you chew take it down again real quick while you take a little drink of grape juice put it back up and that's you know and then go get five shots in your arm and that's how you love your neighbor
2: sure and we're by no means condemning anyone who took the shot who had serious medical concerns throughout all this
1: yeah People i mean if who, you're if you're immunocompromised yeah. and if you're committed Convinced, and that's your conviction that you needed to do that. I'm not. I'm not here to. Yeah. Um. That's not really our focus at all. No. No. Absolutely. But this is r- more the idea of the fear. Yes. That wow, look at this thing. This is this is going to just ruin the country. You know. I mean, think about early on the projection, the death projections, and right? Death rates and stuff right. like that. And we come to find out that you know you look at the numbers now and it's like, well, if you're under seventy, like, I mean.
2: You're more would, likely to go
1: die in a car wreck.
2: It would be an anomaly yeah. for that to happen. Yeah, Not that it hasn't, but no. an anomaly none the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what we're trying to get at is not that the Christians that we looked to in the past were perfect by any means, Mm-mm. but they did have that grit mm. and I think a better understanding, partially because they did see death more often, but they had the understanding of, okay, my glory, my reward, my actual best life yep. is not here. It is at home with Christ, where all is perfect and joyful, and and lovely because because I'm in the presence of the Lord. So we we another thing that we want to do here on death and glory is kind of bridge that gap. It's like how how do we get back to you think of guys like George Mueller in England. There was a cholera out, outbreak mid-19th century. And what did he and his wife do? They start going door-to-door in the neighborhood, seeing if people are okay. He's a pastor. That's his job, it's not is to take care of people's souls. And then also, he said, okay, well, well while I'm here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of your physical needs as well. You think back when the plague was ravaging, you know, around... 15 1600s what were pastors out there doing were they writing letters saying hey hey y'all stay home they zoom. said zoom
1: they they would yeah, yeah. they'd they do like they last rites via zoom That's right. i think yeah.
2: no no yeah. they were out there and said you know what my people the people that god has charged charged me with the souls that i'm charged with i am going to go minister to them because it's worth it it's worth dying over
1: Amen. Yeah, they had a um they had a they had a weighty view. They they understood it, they the reality of it, and they also understood as you said, you know, the glory of yes, my body is my physical body here is dying, but that isn't that isn't eternity. This is just temporal, right? And we're not trying to get into, you know, okay, well, nothing matters here. That's exactly. not what That means. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you go out and you just, um, you know, you know, I don't know, are constantly putting yourself, you know, life on the edge, adrenaline junkie, being you know, foolish. being yeah. foolish. But um, it does mean that, you know, if I have to, then I'm going to lay my life down for someone else. Right. And actually understand what that means. Sure.
2: And I, I think they also understood um That, you know, when Jesus says, do not fear, for I am with you, he says that to the disciples in the upper room. John chapter 14? Uh,
1: 15, or or 16, well, 16, he, um, I'll I'll pull it up right here, 16, I should have it memorized because I talked about this at Awana a couple weeks ago.
2: Well, Peter is remembering what he forgot after he taught Awana last week.
1: Well, you know, Awana, you just memorize it like for like three hours, and then you... You got it, and then it's and then, and then it's it. gone, right? Okay. Uh, was it sixteen? Oh, okay. There we go. I think it was sixteen, wasn't it, or the fifteen? That's sixteen. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world.
2: Amen. Do not fear. So, the response to the death works culture, whether it be COVID, or whether it be something potentially worse that could come down the pipeline, we don't know. The Lord knows, but we don't. We are we are not to fear. We are not to have that response um, to this culture that is seemingly falling apart. So, let's get into uh, the, the folly aspect of that. Um, so, the fear is not what we want, obviously. In response to this, what what would the folly look like? How do how do we respond poorly in that sense?
1: Yeah, I think folly um, often is. Uh, it comes about in our present day, um, probably through. Trying to, I'm trying to think the best way to frame this. Uh, probably through the more, if you want to say, the more acceptable sins, maybe. Okay. Is that, is that a good way to put yeah. it? Um, List some of those out for us. Well, just like wasting time, be living a distracted life, hmm. um, not living, you know, well, I'll just take my enjoyment now, you know, those sort of things. So... Uh, you know, weekends spent watching Netflix. Yeah. Binge- uh, binging. Binging. Yeah. And B- goes- binging in across, across a lot of things. Yeah. Food, I mean, it's not
2: just eating, uh, although it, that's a problem too.
1: Drinking. Um, we're seeing a lot of those deaths right now, a, a major rise in alcohol and um, opioid deaths right. since COVID has hit. Mm-hmm. Now, and part of that's fear, but also part of that is folly in trying to escape and just kind of, um, you know, I mean, you could say Medicaid, I guess, but, you know, just take the things of this world, the hard, the suffering, the, the hard stuff, and just kind of try to ignore reality. Sure. And so you can do that via, um, you know, TV, you can do that through a life where your whole pursuit is focused on earning money and buying cars, buying houses, wearing nice things, and Forget about you know what's down the road. I'm going to do everything for right now in this minute. Yeah, and those are kind of you know a lot of times that's that's much more acceptable than some of the you know the dirty you know things that are still in churches are kind of seen as sins. Sure, you know because obviously there's a lot of stuff nowadays in the broader church you know quotations in America. They're pretty accepted. Right. That, you know, even 50 years ago would have been not even, you know, and maybe maybe some of those things need to be discussed. Um, but there's a lot of things that are kind of, well, we're not going to make a big deal about the fact that, you know, you spend, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know how many hours, I, I should probably look up some notes on how many hours a day the average person spends on social media. Um, but I know... I have heard stats that, you know, of Christians that consume media, only like 5% of that is quote-unquote Christian media. Hmm. So they're spending their whole life being catechized by something that's not pointing them to the good, the true, and the beautiful.
2: And is probably it, it is also pointing them to either fear yeah. or to or to waste their time. Yeah, They're wasting their time learning about how to continue to be fearful or waste their time.
1: Yeah, that's, that's excellent. So think of, okay, um, speaking of, of media, think of like old bluegrass songs or old country songs. Okay. Just think of like the weightiness of death in them. Hmm. Like can you think of like uh, like Johnny Cash singing, and he's relatively modern. Yeah. Um, but you can think of him singing about killing a man and like the weightiness of that and the fact how it affected him right and he's actually going to be put there's going to be justice there and he's going to have to go die i hung my head yeah
2: that's uh that's one that he did uh later in life which is yeah it's excellent it's an excellent picture of uh brought my rifle up saw a man on a horse yeah shot him and then by the end of the song what well they're they're hanging up the gallows for him
1: exactly now contrast that with modern country music Mm. It's like, well, I got my lifted pickup truck. I got a case of beer and we're going to go have a bonfire.
2: And probably do some unsavory and things. probably at the do bonfire.
1: some unsavory things there at the bonfire. I mean, what kind of like empty pathetic folly is that?
2: It's just junk. Yeah. It's junk for your soul.
1: Yeah. yeah. What other what other types of folly am I missing?
2: Folly. Um Maybe I'm assuming too much, but I don't think that our audience will particularly be invested in prosperity gospel type things. Mm. But I could be wrong. There might be a few out there, or maybe who at least came from that background.
1: Well, it is definitely a popular genre it right is, now. It is, for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: it, and it's exploding in other parts of the world, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah that's unfortunately. true. Yeah. So um, what, what hardship, What? Um, what... I mean we're not experiencing persecution per se but what just this culture of death that we're talking about that can instill in people okay well I'm I'm going to it goes back with more of the ease and comfort mm. um being foolish with your time but but that can also turn to being foolish with your with your prayers mm. foolish with your worship okay am I going to am I going to sit down and pray for the strength to evangelize my neighbor or am I going to fixate my heart on God, please make this easy for me. Oof, yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying that God would lift a trial from us. but it shouldn't be the main heart in our prayer. It should be, as Christ always prayed. Father that you would be glorified through this. Mm. And so I think that you know, the trivial things like like the media, the entertainment, the you know, gorging ourselves and wasting time, the acceptable sins like you talked about, those things can creep into our spiritual life. Lord, this is hard. And then I, I just, I, not that we shouldn't cry out to him, that's not what I'm trying to say, but it's, we lose the fact that, okay, the trials are actually good for us. The suffering is actually good for us. Well, there's a, um,
1: I'm trying to think. I, I'm assuming it was in like a book, I'm thinking it was maybe from the book of virtues or something like that, which is, I can't remember the guy who compiled that. Um, but it's like the story, you may have heard it. And I can't remember if it's like a, I think it's a watch. And the kid is given it, you know, it's like basically a magic watch. And I, I don't know, I think it's, we'll just, go, we'll go with a watch for this story. But basically he's able to fast forward time. Hmm. And so, you know, it starts out. You know, because he's he's a kid who's always wishing that he wasn't where he where he is yeah. right now. Okay, and
2: we've all had that thought. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: You, you know, those tough situations. And but you know, his is like, um, he's at school, he's daydreaming or whatever. Like, I want to be doing something else instead of just focusing on what's there in front of him. so he's given this magic watch, and basically, he then begins to any situation that he doesn't want to be in, he twists the watch a little bit and mm. fast forward time. And long story short, before you know it, he's at the end of his life. He's an old man. He's totally alone because he hasn't spent any time with anyone. And there he is wishing that he hadn't wasted his whole life. Yeah. Fast forwarding through every single moment that you don't want to. And how often are we doing that these days through escapism, you know, folly of, well, this is kind of awkward to sit here. So maybe I'll just look at my phone instead. Sure. Or... You know,
2: I just don't want to deal with this. I don't problem want to deal today, with it.
1: You know, yeah. I don't
2: want, and I I hate this phrase. I don't want an adult today. Oh gosh. You know, yeah. like nothing, Oof. nothing ever should be expected of you. I mean, and I this was mentioned off air earlier too. Like, it's like people put themselves on hospice. Mm. Yeah. Let, let's 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 just try to get through this life as comfortably as possible. Yep. And and until we get to the end and it's finally done. And the Lord knows that I definitely have my moments where I'm like oh, yeah. that. Yeah. And so when when we're here speaking on these things, we are trying to push against those ideas. For you, brother and sister, we're trying to take these collective experiences and sins that we are that we are failing in. We want to encourage you in that. So don't. We're we're not we're not a
1: yeah, we want to re- we want to recover a proper view of the right. fact that we will all. <coughs> Speaking of
2: death, my co-host is about to kick the bucket.
1: <coughs> Apparently, shouldn't drink water while we're trying to record. Uh, <coughs> I'll do whiskey proper, next time. Yeah, whiskey and cigars next time. Working my voice. Uh, a proper view of the fact that we will have to make an account right, for every idle word yeah. that we speak. Mm. I mean, that, you just think about, ponder that for a little while every day, and I bet we'd all say a little bit less. Yeah. Think a little bit more carefully. Yeah. And um, I, I think you can, you know, every idle action that we take. And when you start living in light of that, it or even just thinking in light of that, it changes your actions and changes, you know, what you're going to spend your time doing. Absolutely. Changes how you will um, live your life.
2: So. Yeah, when you realize that there's a judgment coming, even for the believer, mm-hmm. and that your life is in, this, in the scheme of eternity, extremely short. Extremely short. And then you add on top of that the tasks and the requirements that the Lord has given us. Man, we've got some work to do, don't we? Like, we, we don't have time to sit around and mope and be fearful. We don't have time to entertain ourselves to death. Yeah. There There is work to be done. There There is a harvest out there that we need to be preparing for. And that is, that is also something that, that we want to get to on this podcast. It's not just to complain and whine like your conservative news circles do about well the liberals did this today and the man look at these look, look at these commies over here messing around you know oh
1: man look at these crime stats like oh it's just it, everything's going to hell in a handbasket exactly like yes we need to identify
2: problems but how how often do you have those water cooler conversations at work and it just ends there man well th- everything just sucks yeah that's oh, how it is
1: i mean that's and that to me is a form of that's there's like an element where fear and folly actually come together sure and for a lot of people um complaining about everything like i mean that's like what they're best at yeah it's therapeutic yeah is well let's you know what's going on today that i can complain about so you know yesterday well oh stupid rain oh rain sucks you know and it's like rain is a gift from god you know like, how dare you say something like that? Sure. Um, but how many people were out yesterday? That was their water cool conversation. Was how, oh, it's cold and wet and nasty, and oh, everything's just horrible because it's dark and rainy. Oh, and a terrible oh, just way just to start miserable. a weekend. Yeah. Um. So I do think there is kind of a way where they both, um, where they come together. And I had something else to say, but I, now I've forgotten it. So.
2: So kind of back to. Um, what we don't want to do on this podcast is just complain and whine about things. Yep. We want to give you, Christian, solutions for this. And this is not Jordan and Peter fix the world. Mm-mm. This is us trying to take the the word that God has given us from, from, from the Bible and applying it to our lives as it pertains to living well, dying well, and looking forward to... The glory that is set before us. Yeah, okay, the, the, the life we have is short. The time we have, in this grand scheme of eternity, we are not going to get a whole lot done. Mm-mm. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to be faithful to the Lord and then to look for the hope that is set before us. Amen. And that is that is why we're here. That's what we want to do for for you guys, to, to help you think about death help you think about the resurrection and then actually do something about it. Um, so, I wasn't going to oh, oh, go ahead. No, go I, ahead. I wasn't going to go here, but I kind of want to now because it plays in with kind of what we're going, what we're, what we've been talking about. So talking about just, you know, conservatives, Christians, kind of that culture. We love to complain, mm. but we, a lot of us don't do anything about it. Yep. Um, when I get to the end of my life, I do not want to be seen as a as a whiny, crotchety old man. Yep. And so that's something that Peter and I are doing. We, we have a, a media project, a larger media project, which I won't drop here. Um, but a larger media project that it, it is basically us putting our chips into the table saying, okay, it's time for us to do something about it. So... That's also something to think about as we go through these topics in this podcast is, okay, what can I do about this? How can I change my attitude on this? How can I... Um,
1: well, uh, you know, we're not just trying to tell you to go do this. We're trying to put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, And put exactly. in the work. The Lord willing, not a ton of money yet, but... Um, in the future? In, you know, potentially in the future. And... Uh, but put in lots of hours, labor right now, and actually do something versus just being the people who complain and point out problems. Try to provide you know alternative uh, outlets for the gifts that God has given our brothers and sisters right, right. here. And that the Lord willing, that'll really edify and build up our local community, yeah, where there are thousands upon thousands of people. Who are living their life every day in fear they're living their life every day just in folly, and there's many of them who are celebrating a culture of death
2: right and they themselves are are, are doomed to death yep. they are doomed they are doomed for hell as we speak, so we want to push back against the death works culture um, in a lot of different ways, whether it be how we live how we parent uh, how we can how we do consume media yeah um but then we also want to, hopefully with this work, create a world, at least a pocket of our world, where our culture isn't death works. It's beautiful. It's good. And it's, and it's Christ-exalting.
1: And part of, um, of our vision for that is that it isn't, and, and a right view of the fact that we will someday die, is that hopefully our work extends beyond our lifetimes. Right. And that we're actually building something that's built upon the one true foundation and therefore will stand the test of time. Right. And that we can pass it along to our sons and they can pass it along to their sons.
2: Amen. Very good.
1: Uh, so uh, just a couple more things here. What sort of topics do you think we would maybe address? Just give some like real broad... Ideas for our listeners, is you know, as we're kind of getting close to wrapping things up here, um, you know, what might we hit upon in our first season of this?
2: I think that's a good question. Um we'll, we'll definitely narrow down what we want to go through in the first season, but just a few things. Um, this isn't going to be necessarily the nitty gritty theolog- the- theology proper on like death and the resurrection, although we will get into scripture yeah. for sure. Um, I mean, that's our foundation. That's where we always want to start with. Uh, but we really want to hit things like... Practical. Yeah, practical things. Things that um, that everyone can grab hold of uh, because it is in Scripture and take it and run with it and, and, and do it well. So what that's going to look like would be uh, things like preparing to die, you know? Uh, a lot of people don't think about, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, however old you are, your life is going to come to an end someday. How, how, do, I, how do I leave something behind for my children? Mm. How, how, how do I remain faithful when my body is broken and I'm tired and I'm in pain? Mm. Um, another thing, or another topic we want to get at is uh, war, yep. just war theory, pacifism. Um, how do Christians uh, think about those things? Obviously, you know, death on a, on a mass scale. Um, other topics would be abortion. That's going to be a big one, yep. as we've already mentioned in this episode. Um, how that has really dominated our culture and has permeated through. Not just the political side of things, but also into art, into culture, Mm. and just how we live as a people now.
1: Yeah, I saw a clip on Twitter yesterday, and um, some TV show I've never watched, but I think it's like a medical one or whatever. And the whole, like, opening two minutes of it, everyone in the show was just supposed to be in despair. Like, they're out on the streets, and they get a notification on their phone that Roe v. Wade has been overturned, and everyone is just in despair. Wow. And this is popular culture TV and that's what they're telling everyone trash uh, I think some other stuff you know just looking at um, I think you know you can look at what Christian death looks like sure uh, whether that's the martyrs or you know what we see today um, cremation versus burial is something that sounds really interesting interesting to topic get into. yeah
2: Something else I know we want to do, we'd like to have some guests on. We have yes. a few in mind yep. um, to talk about the the differences between um, death, how different religions look at death. I know a lot of us encounter mostly secular yeah. atheists, but there are a lot of Muslims out there, especially in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. A lot of Hindus out there in Kansas City. A lot of Buddhists out there. In our part of our part of the state, and so it would be interesting to look at, okay, what do these people think about death, and, and how do we then think about those things, and reach
1: those people with the gospel. And lastly, another topic that I think we should uh, get into is how to recover um, death in person, i.e., hunting or killing your own animals. Hmm. You know that sort of. Stuff that we very hands on, yeah, very hands on. Um, some of that stuff that we really try to export, you know. Sure. You ask someone where meat comes from, and all oh, that comes from the grocery store, and you know we don't really want to have to think about the fact that an animal lived and died so that we could sure. eat.
2: So necessary death, yeah. I guess we death. could call that. Yeah. So very good. Well, as we wrap things up here, we uh, we hope you guys will will join us in this venture. Uh, we pray that the Lord will bless it. And it will edify you and entertain you as well. Um, Again, my name is Jordan Parks.
1: And I'm Peter Rasmussen.
2: And we we will see you soon.
0: To Canaan's land, I'm on my way Where the soul of man never dies My darkest night will turn to day, the soul of man never dies. Dear friends, there'll be no sad farewell, there'll be no tear-dimmed nights. Where all is peace and joy and love, where the soul of man never dies. Roses growing there for me where the soul of man never dies. And I will spend eternity where the soul of man never dies. Dear friends, there'll be no sad farewell, there'll be no tear dim nights. Where all is peace and joy and love where the soul of man never dies.